Hey guys, I'm beginning to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, we're thankful that you guys are here. You can find the podcast on YouTube and also anywhere that you can get your podcast. So I haven't been here <laughs> video for like a month. Um, so if you listen to the audio, um, you kind of heard that I've been in a transition. And um, so um, here you can see the background is a little bit different than normal if you're watching the video. Um, but I'm thankful um, to the Lord for this opportunity. Um, so I will be working with the uh, West End uh, Church of Christ here in uh, in St. Peter's, Missouri. I'm thankful for this opportunity that I have to be here and work as the full-time uh, minister and evangelist here. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to work with guys like Grant and uh, the other members here. And I'm just thankful for this opportunity. So uh, pray for me that I can uh, do the Lord's work here and that uh, we can do some great things um, for the Lord as we uh, work in his kingdom. So you can see I'm not by myself. So uh, I'm going to have uh, Grant kind of uh, introduce himself and kind of kind of tell you guys how we met and then we can get into uh, our topic for our podcast today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Jordan. Yeah. Um, my name is Grant. I'm a member at the Western Church of Christ here. Um, I met Jordan just through like Bible camp. Um, yeah. That was a while ago. I, yeah. I can't, I can't remember years. your first year. It was yeah. a while. A few years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Grant was... I think you were in my cabin in cabin four when we yep. had four cabins instead of five, yep. but you know, I've seen, uh, you know, his maturation process and, you know, his love for the work grow. And I'm thankful that, uh, that, you know, I, I always say it's good when you're, when those that follow you become your contemporaries. So now you can talk scripture with them. You were teaching them before, but now you can actually have great conversation and talk and see them mature. So that that's always a great thing to see. All right, so Grant, here's our topic. I'm, I'm excited about this. People didn't understand the, the promos coming out, and it was kind of weird. But here's where we're going with our with our topic for today. And our topic is sometimes the only way that you can really be seen is when you can't. Sometimes the only way you can really be seen is when you can't. So here's the thing about it, Grant, and I just kind of want your initial thoughts on this as we introduce this. Um what we can tend to do sometimes is as Christians and even as just people is the things in our lives and the people in our lives that are very familiar that we know when I walk in the building, they're always going to sit right there at that pew. You know, when I walk in, when I walk home, they're always going to be there. When I look at my phone, I always get a text. You know, sometimes the familiar for us, it makes people that are important and that are extraordinary. It makes them invisible to us. And sometimes what, what that can do is sometimes with making them invisible, we don't appreciate, you know, what they are and what they're doing for us. So as, as we kind of talk about this, Grant, what's your initial thoughts as we, you know, kind of dive into this subject? Yeah. So um, just the idea that we can um, become. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, yeah, that we can become. Uh, comfortable with people that we're around um, forget the things that they might do on a regular basis um, that we don't maybe even see them doing um, but just a lot of works that people could do in the church that um, are for God's glory but also that can benefit us oh that's true okay so now think about this so you know 
you know how sometimes in school you always had that kid that sat in the back and he would always like sit in the corner. So let's say he was like, let's say his name was Math Mike. (laughs) Okay. So now you know how we give weird nicknames to people. Yeah. So if we walk in the classroom, oh, Math Mike's in the back. So I know I don't have to study for the test all week. I can just go to Math Mike on Friday and I can get a, a quick, you know, cram session in with him. So sometimes with people, they become so familiar. So then as they become familiar, then he's not in his seat anymore. So I was like, wait, where'd he go? So then a week passes, wait, he's not here. So then the teacher announces, yeah, he transferred. Boy, what are you talking about? So now, because he added some type of value to your life, he built because you weren't doing your math homework. (laughs) Now he adds value because he's not there at your convenience anymore. And that's what, that's where we're going with this grant is sometimes the people in our lives that aren't there at our convenience anymore, sometimes that's the only way we'll be able to see them. And that's, that's unfortunate, but sometimes the only way we'll be able to see that is when they're gone. And so here's where we want to go with this. So as we, as we're going to look at a couple of verses in scripture here. So my question, as we're looking at this is what stops us from seeing people? And that's what we want to answer. All right. What stops us from seeing people? So if you're taking notes, here's where we want to go with this. And then we're going to give some application to you, right? Maybe you're listening, maybe you're watching, and maybe you feel like, man, Jordan, like I'm not seen. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, like I'm doing the work, I'm doing what God wants me to do, but I still feel kind of invisible. And it's it's easy to feel that way. So here's our first point. Sometimes what stops us from seeing people is thinking that the extraordinary is ordinary. So we're going to look at, we're going to pop off here in Isaiah chapter 53. So if you're, if you got your phones or tablets, go here to Isaiah 53. And this is where we want to start off with. And if you're new to the podcast, um, this is what we love to do here. We love to study and open up the scriptures and talk. Um, and so here's where we're going with this. So Grant, if you could start off and read verse one through four, and then we'll really get into this, this concept of um, thinking that the extraordinary is ordinary. Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as if it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Okay. Okay, so now, as you think about this, Grant, and I want us to kind of bounce back and forth here. When we think about this topic of the only way that someone can really see you is when they can't, the person that understands that more than anybody is Jesus. Yeah. So, So kind of talk about this concept of, Jesus was extraordinary, mm-hmm. but Isaiah, how he described him, yeah, he described him as ordinary. So kind of mm-hmm. talk about how it, it was easy for the people there in that century to miss him. Yeah. So physically um, on earth, when Jesus came in the form of a man, he was just as us, physical being um, with the same spiritual um, application that he had in heaven being God. He was God as man. Um, he's said that he had sorrow, grief, um, human emotions, things that we might feel on earth. Um, but it said that when we see him, that there's 
no beauty that we should desire him. Um, he didn't, mm. he may not have looked the part or looked how someone might have thought he was going to, um, but he was who he said he was. Ooh, so now, so now think about that, what he just mentioned there, especially from verse two, right? Talking about how, actually verse three, he was despised, he was rejected, he was acquainted with grief, and then notice what was our action towards him, right? We hid our faces from him. Yeah. So now here's the thing about it, Grant, is sometimes just like Jesus, we missed him because he was extraordinary, but bodily, he looked ordinary. Yeah. Many times what we can do, and that's what we're kind of going to talk about in our second point here, is sometimes what we can do, especially with Jesus and the disciples did it, the world did it back then. Sometimes when people that are extraordinary in your life are doing things, sometimes because we paint a picture of them as ordinary, we don't really see what they're doing for us. Yeah. But I mean, think about Jesus for a minute, man. Like Jesus was bringing people back from the dead. You know, he was healing people. He was doing miracles. He was doing all this stuff and they still missed him. Yeah. So now this, <laughs> this kind of, so now think about for you and I and those that are listening. So if Jesus being God, was able to heal people, bring people back from the dead, do all these great miracles, and they missed him. How do you think we're going to be missed? Definitely. I mean, it's simple. I mean, but it's this is something that what we're talking about today is sometimes the only time you can really be seen is when you can't. And so now they really saw him when he left. But, I mean, just kind of talk about this concept of, Sometimes the greatness that we have with us, sometimes we take that for granted. So kind of talk about that concept of, especially with what they did with Jesus there. Yeah, so in the New Testament, uh, specifically John chapter 7. Ooh, I know where you going. I know where you going. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, So here there's disputes about you know, could this be the Christ, the Messiah that was talked about by the prophets? Um, They know that he was teaching in the temple. They see um, specifically the Jews, Pharisees, Sadducees, those of the time that would have, you know, been around would hear his teachings, um, decipher if that was of God or not. Um, And a lot of times Pharisees did not like what they heard. Um, (laughs) But here specifically, you know, they're asking if this could be the Christ, the one that they've been waiting for. Um, let's see, in verse uh, 25, now some of them from Jerusalem said, is this not him or he whom they they seek to kill? But look, he speaks boldly, and they say nothing to him. Do the rulers know that indeed this is truly the Christ? However, we know that where this man is from, so they knew he was from Nazareth. Mm, yeah. um, they didn't think very highly of people from that area. And they say, but no one knows where the Christ comes from. No one knows where he is from. That Jesus cried out as he ought in the temple saying, as he taught in the temple saying, you both know me and you know where I'm from. And you have, I have not come of myself, but of him who sent me is true, whom you do not know. But I know him for I'm from him and he sent me. Ooh. Oh, so, okay, so let's let's take that farther. So look at what you just read in John. So think about our point, thinking that the extraordinary is ordinary. So look at what you just read there. 
So verse 26 and 27, they mention like, do we really know who he is? Yeah. But then notice what it says in verse 28. Before Jesus said anything, notice what he did. It didn't say Jesus spoke. Mm -hmm. He cried out. He cried out. So think about this from Jesus' perspective. You know who I am. I've been prophesied about. Mm -hmm. Even since Genesis chapter 3, I've been prophesied about. But specifically from Isaiah chapter 53, you all think I'm this. But this is who I am. I know who I am. So now sometimes how they they didn't see who Jesus was, for us at times, it could be the same way. You know, we can do great things like Jesus did. We can help people like Jesus did. We can love people like Jesus did. But then, well, you really don't love me, though. Like, Grant, you really don't care. What? Like, what you don't, and sometimes inwardly, you might not do it outwardly, but sometimes you may cry out like Jesus did. Do you not understand how much I care about you? Do you not understand how much I love you? You know that if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be doing these things, but I'm doing it. So, I mean, Jesus knew what it felt like to be missed. And that's, that's a crazy concept, Grant, when you really think about it, is when you're doing those things, but it's like people say you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's why I think in that text, what you read, great. I think that's why Jesus said he cried out because he wanted them to know I am who you say I am. Yeah. And I think that's why Jesus, Jesus had problems, right, with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So sometimes for us in our lives, what we can do for people that are around us, just because you don't necessarily see what they're doing, and quite frankly, at times, just because you don't feel what somebody's doing doesn't mean that they're not doing it. So here, they couldn't see Jesus. They couldn't, quote, unquote, feel him. But Jesus said, bro, I'm, you know, he didn't say bro, but <laughs> he was saying, look, he said, look, I'm doing what you all want me to do because that's who I am, John chapter 1. Yeah. And even with, you know, think about what God told Moses in Exodus, what, 4? I am that I am. So, I mean, as we talk about that concept of thinking that the extraordinary is ordinary, do you have any other thoughts on that concept of how Jesus was missed? Yeah, he uh, also, with signs and the things that he did, they wanted to see more of those things. Mm. Um, even continuing on in this chapter there, that they said uh, in verse 31, when the Christ comes, he will do more signs than these, which this man has done. Uh, so still comparing him as a man to who he was as God, um, thinking that he's going to be a military leader, save them from the current state of the world. Uh, but Jesus came to seek and save the lost, um, yeah. as we know in other passages. And that's, and that's important, man, because, and that's kind of getting into our second point, which is good. But sometimes the only way you can really be seen is when you can't. So let's let's put everything we just said or what the Bible said together. So Isaiah chapter 53, right? He, he was going to be despised. He was going to be rejected of man. Does that sound like somebody that's being seen and out front? No. No. Then what you read in John chapter 7, right? So now you say you don't know who I am, but I'm telling you who I am. So now sometimes for us to make application, and here's the thing about it too, and Grant and I talked about this off off the uh, off air, but sometimes the extraordinary people in our lives that maybe we've missed at times, 
sometimes because they're so familiar and because we always just kind of expect them to be there, kind of like that security blanket, they become invisible. And sometimes we may not mean to do that, but just because, oh, yeah, they'll be there. Oh, yeah, he'll always show up. Oh, yeah, he'll always he'll always answer. But what if we can't? You know what I mean? So sometimes for us, don't don't lose the eyes that you have for people because they become familiar. And Jesus, even to the disciples and even to the world, sometimes Jesus, even the great things that he was doing, he had become familiar and they villainized him. Yeah. And so, you know, to, to use a uh, to use a, um, a secular example here. Remember the Dark Knight? Yeah. Great movie. Right. Yeah. Great movie. But remember Harvey Dent when he talked about himself as a villain and he's like, you either you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. So think about it from Jesus perspective. He did both. Jesus died the hero, but he also lived long enough to be seen as the villain. Yeah. And unfortunately, Grant, and again, this, you know, we'll, we'll learn lessons as we're uh, studying the scripture. Unfortunately, the more extraordinary things that you do for people, the more ordinary it will become. And so as you become ordinary by doing the extraordinary, that's where you become the villain at times. And so kind of kind of talk about that concept, how even with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right, Jesus became the villain, even though he's doing extraordinary things. Yeah. Well, even staying in the text here in uh, John 7, they were angry with Jesus mm. um, because he was healing on the Sabbath, doing things on the, the day of rest. Um, and so, you know, Jesus explains to them, if you back up into 21 of John 7 there, uh, he answers them, I did one one work, and you marvel. <laughs> he says, Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers. You circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a, if a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you angry with me because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to, to appearance, but judge mm-hmm. with righteous judgment. So, you know, Jesus was doing good things, Four people on the Sabbath, the religious leaders didn't like Jesus doing that. Oh, okay. So now you bring up another point. Now this is where the bounce back comes. Now you bring up another point, Grant. So think about think about from Jesus's perspective, right? So remember that the Bible says that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? Yeah. So if Jesus is one thing, Jesus is consistent, right? He is he is very consistent. Now. Here's a lesson we can learn. Jesus was consistently extraordinary. Yep. So here's what happens. So let's say you and I, Grant, we're on we're on a basketball team together. And we start a team and somehow we make it to the NBA. <laughs> okay. So we, we're making millions now. We're in the league. And our first year, we win the championship. And then we do it again the next year. And then we do it again the next year. So that's three straight. So that's extraordinary, right? Yep. That's consistent, right? But guess what? The more consistent and the more extraordinary you are, the more people hate you. Even though you're doing something great. Yep. So think about it from Jesus' perspective. He was consistently great for everybody. 
But sometimes we get tired of consistency, and that's how we miss people right there, Grant. Is And I've heard this, and it's, it's unfortunate, but I, I just feel like I need more spice from that person. I feel like I need more, like it's too easy. What are you talking about? If it's consistent, and if it's extraordinarily consistent, see the world teaches, well, you need this crazy, you need drama, you need, you need spice, you need something different every time. I would rather have consistency all day, mm-hmm. all day. And so Jesus, like you mentioned, he was so consistent that the more consistent that people are in your lives, if you don't appreciate them, I promise you, you will miss them. You will miss them because you just expect, oh, well, Grant will be there. Oh, Grant will handle it. Oh, Grant will take care of it. Oh, Grant will do it. But then what, what if a time comes where Grant's not there? So now the consistently great thing that Grant did, now it's gone. Now, oh, wait a second. Now I really see what Grant's doing. So, I mean, ooh, I kind of like where that's a sermon, bro. Yeah. That's a sermon. That's really good there, man. So, I mean, so now as we look at number one, sometimes the only way that you can really be seen is when you can't. Is sometimes we think the extraordinary is ordinary. All right. So then number two, as we're as we're building this idea, Grant, here's where we want to go. Another thing or way that stops us from seeing people is because they're not what we want them to be. So now you mentioned this in Isaiah chapter 53, but I kind of want you to go into this, what the disciples said of what they wanted Jesus to be. Mm-hmm. Remember in Isaiah 53, you know, he told us what he was, but everybody kind of pictured the Messiah being something else. Yeah. So because they pictured the Messiah being something else, when he actually showed up, they missed him. So kind of talk about that concept. Uh, so um, we'll get to the apostles in a second here, but in John 7 still, uh, in verse 40 through 44, the people who have been, this crowd that's been hearing Jesus's preaching, they say, truly, this is a prophet. Others say, this is the Christ. Some say, will Christ come out of Galilee? Um, has the scripture not said that, has, a, has not the scripture said that Christ comes from the seed of David? Um, and from a town of Bethlehem and where David was. Um, so here they you know, are reasoning amongst themselves, kind of questioning for themselves who Jesus is. Uh, an example we had been looking at earlier today was in uh, Matthew 16. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yep. Yeah. That one's good. What was it? Starting around what? Uh, verse 13 and 14, probably? Yeah, 13, yep. Oh, yeah, that's... That's a really good example there, especially from that text. Yeah, and here Jesus asks, um, specifically, Peter's the one that's going to answer, um, as he often did. Uh, <laughs> but Jesus says, who do men say that I am? Um, and they say that some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Um, Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Um, so that was, you know, again, we just looked at an example of how other people view Jesus. Yeah. But here it says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, you know, Jesus rightfully says that, or he's, Jesus says that he made a rightful statement. Ooh, so now, so from this perspective, Jesus, even when he called the disciples, Jesus wasn't what they wanted him to be. Yeah. So think about it from, think about it from the disciples example or perspective. Remember, hey, um, Lord, which side can I sit on when your kingdom comes? Can I sit on your right hand? 
can I sit on? So they already had an image of you're going to take over Rome mm -hmm. and we're going to reign with you. Yeah. So when Jesus turned out not to be what they imagined him to be, mm -hmm. they missed him. Yeah. So think about for us sometimes. And I want you guys to listen very carefully here because it is entirely easy to do this. Sometimes the people in your life, sometimes we have a expectation of people. All right. And sometimes we have this mental expectation that in order for me to see them, they have to be, there's no, you know, there's no working with it. Like they have to be this, they have to be that, they have to be that. And if they're not that, then, well, I guess that's not it. Well, sometimes you can miss what's good because of your own preconceived notion about them. So like, let's use me, you and I for an example. So guess what? I'm not Captain America. You know, you're not Thor. Yeah. You know, we're not, you know, giant muscle heads. You know, we're not, you know, you know, we're not tens like Cap. It, we're not that. But just because we're not that doesn't mean that we're not working to be the best Christian men that we can be. But what if what if people are coming in with the mindset of you have to be this, mm -hmm. then you're going to miss it. So sometimes what we can do, just like they already had a preconceived notion of who the Messiah was. But then when Jesus showed up and he was doing different things, why are you doing that? Why? And think about it from Peter's perspective. You just mentioned him. Remember, even in the garden, Peter cuts off Malchus's ear. Yeah. What are you doing? And he put his ear back. He said, my kingdom, my servants don't fight with the sword. So wait, wait a second. So they were still, so Jesus, the whole time he was here, he was still teaching them who he was, but he was also getting their minds out of the preconceived notion of who he was. Yeah. And sometimes those preconceived notions that we have about people, we can miss a good person and we can miss good people because of that. So, I mean, I know, do you have anything else on that? Cause that's, I mean, that's, Oh man, that's uh, really good. Yeah. So continuing on there, uh, 21 through 23 um, here again, Peter's going to be the one to speak up. Um, but Jesus was showing the disciples, the things that he would suffer um, in Jerusalem, that he'd be killed and raised the third day. I'm just paraphrasing the verse. Um, but Peter takes Jesus aside and rebukes him. He said, far be it from you, Lord, for this shall not happen to you. Um, and then Jesus turns to him, verse 23 and says, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. So here, you know, the Peter, the apostles, were thinking specifically physical um, things for men, like Jordan mentioned about saving them from Rome, the persecution they were going through. Um, but Jesus was part of something else, a bigger picture, bigger plan mm. to save all men. And that's what that's what they didn't understand yet. Yeah. And so, to be honest, it seemed as if they didn't really get that until he was gone. Yeah. And so that that lines directly into what we're talking about. Sometimes the only way you can really be seen is when you can't be seen. And so let's use that. So now with with Jesus um, doing that with the disciples, look at this. Look at look at Matthew seventeen and look at Jesus's thought process. Because sometimes he really wanted them to get it, but they didn't get it yet. So here, here's an instance where, you know, he's trying to heal a young boy that was possessed. Mm -hmm. But now watch what he says in verse number uh, seven, or verse number 16. And I brought him to thy disciples 
and they could not cure him. And Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? And how long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Yeah. So Jesus, I mean, I, can you imagine, like, think about a, a subject that you know, or something that you're highly knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. And you're trying to teach somebody about that and they still don't get it. And you're like, ah, I want you to get it so bad. You're so close. And I can see the frustration at times of Christ of like, you guys are missing the big picture. Yeah. And the big picture is not about me building a, a kingdom here and reigning here. The big picture is the church, Acts chapter two. And that's still something that they miss. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's easy to miss that because sometimes Jesus, even when he was with them, Jesus, you're not who we wanted you to be. Yeah. And that's why. Why do you think it was so easy for the world to kill him? Because he wasn't. Because he wasn't. He wasn't. the. And think about it. Think about this, Grant. So when he was on the cross, what did they put on him? Right. Crown of thorns. Crown of thorns. And what else? Robes. and Yeah. So they put him as a king. So you see how they mocked him? Yeah. So sometimes they, so the whole time Jesus was here, they missed him. And that when you really sit here and think about everything that Jesus did, Grant, as I'm just sitting here just kind of contemplating this thought, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad. All the work that Jesus put in, all the people he helped, all the people that he served, and they still didn't get it until he died. Yeah. And so that's, that's unfortunate sometimes, but I think it's important that we open our eyes like we talked about before. We have to open up our eyes and see what people are actually doing for us because I want to be able to recognize that while they're here rather than, oh, wait, they're gone. Well, it's it's kind of too late now. So as we talk about this topic of the only way that you can really be seen is when you can't. (laughs) I mean, think about it. Jesus, Jesus knows, man, he, he understands what it feels like. And so here's, here's our third point here. So we saw the first two thinking that the extraordinary is ordinary Two, we miss people because they're not what we want them to be. Then number three, here's a, here's a concept here. Think about this grant. Maybe sometimes not being appreciated is actually something that can lead to appreciation. Yeah, that's good. So think about this. So, so go to this example that we talked about. I know you have a couple here, but let's look at a few examples. I think you had one in Genesis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go there. Let's go to that one. Genesis 29. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Genesis. Genesis 29. Was that 29, 13 or 29, what? 30 and 31. Yeah. 30 and 31. Oh, yeah. With. um. Ooh. so let's set this up. OK, so before you read that. So think about it from Jacob and Rachel's perspective. Jacob loved her. Rachel loved him. Mm hmm. On the wedding day, (laughs) you know, you do it, then it's Leah. Wait, this is is the wrong girl. Mm -hmm. So now from Jacob's perspective, he worked so that he could get Rachel. He was, she's the only one in his sights. Leah is not even in the picture. But then from Leah's perspective, think about it. Man, nobody sees me. Mm -hmm. My own sister can't see me because she loves him. Jacob doesn't see me. Because he loves her. So out of the three, I'm the ultimate third wheel. Yeah. If you think about it, Leah was the ultimate third wheel. And if you know what that feels like, you, you know what I'm talking about. She's the, she's the ultimate third wheel. She's not seen. 
So now, if you read verse 30 and 31, notice what the Lord does for the person that's not seen. All right, verse 30 and 31. And Jacob also went to Rachel, and he loved Rachel more than Leah, served with Laban's still another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Mm. So what does that text say, Grant? So the Lord saw. Mm. So now let's make some application. So maybe what you're doing right now in terms of the work that you're doing, maybe uh, certain things that you're involved in, whatever you want to put in that blank. Maybe you are the Leah right now, right? Maybe what you're doing, you're not being seen. But I love what your version said. Mine says, and Leah, or the Lord saw that Leah was hated. But then yours said the Lord saw that Leah was unloved. Yeah. So think about it. When you feel unseen, when you feel unappreciated, number one, God knows exactly what it feels like to be you, which is crazy. Yeah. Two, not only does he understand, but he sees it. That's a different, and that's the thing about it, Grant, is the thing that us humans, we want to be seen. So it doesn't have to be a, you know, a, you know, a flagrant thing where, you know, I got to be loud. But if you do something, you don't do something to be seen. But every human being wants to feel a certain level of appreciation. Definitely. Yeah. Every person wants that. But the thing about it is, what if you do those things and you're constantly not appreciated? Nobody sees. Nobody knows what you've been doing for the past three or four years in the background for people. Nobody sees that. But God sees it. I mean, think about, I mean, kind of talk about the, at least for me, I don't know about you, but at least for me, Grant, that gives me a certain level of comfort to know that everything that you're doing and everything that you've ever done for people, the Lord saw it. Yeah. So kind of talk about that concept, man. Yeah, it's like the world, just like Jesus, they, he went by, he died for our sins, mm. and they didn't see until after, um, which we'll get to later. Mm. But, um, yeah, they just didn't know who he was. They tried to figure it out and failed time and time again. Um, but with you know anything we're doing, it's obviously for God's glory, but also that um, people may not see what we're doing or what's, you know, like Jordan said, what we've done for the last three or four years mm. plus. Yeah. Um, but God sees all, and he knows how it was to live as a man. Oh, so, man. Oh, dude, that's so comforting. Yeah. And when you think about it, man, I'm kind of, my mind is kind of getting blown <laughs> as we're sitting here talking. But yeah. you think about God, Grant, like the creator of everything, right? One who made us and made everything within just speaking it into existence Mm -hmm. that powerful being knows what it feels like not to be seen yeah that's crazy think about that he knows exactly what it feels like not to be seen but he also knows what it feels like not to be seen as he's giving everything yeah so that should give us a certain level of um encouragement that and I think that's why the scripture says, be not weary in well-doing, because we serve a God who sees that. So even though others may not see or others may not appreciate what you're doing, Grant, 
is just don't be weary in doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a, that's a beautiful concept. But I mean, you mentioned this, and we're going to go to that example with the centurion, um, where sometimes the only way that Jesus was appreciated was when he died. So I think that text is, um, there's a couple, what is it, Matthew, what, 27? Yep. Um, I think it's verse 54 of what the centurion did. So remember, so before Grant reads that in Matthew 27, 54, all this time, our Lord was mocked. He wasn't appreciated. He wasn't seen, even though he was doing extraordinary things on a consistent basis. So now he's on the cross. He cries out, Father, forgives them. Father, forgive them. He says his last words, and he gives up the ghost. So after he does that, what happens here in verse 54? Read that text there. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they great they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. Mm. Man. So now, our last point what we talked about. Sometimes not being appreciated is the only way you will be appreciated. So now Jesus, other than a few select people, Jesus mostly wasn't appreciated by this world. But here's what happens, and here's a quick, quick outline here as we're going through this, Grant. Verse 54 specifically, you can preach a sermon off this one verse. So sometimes when you don't appreciate the good things and people around you, and ourselves included, when we don't appreciate good people and good things around us, sometimes what has to happen is an earthquake. And that earthquake may be their presence being removed from you. So now think about people that have lost family members that have lost friends, that has lost loved ones, and they weren't really in contact with them, never really called them, never really checked in on them, but then you hear something happen or they pass. Terrible thing, right? But that's an earthquake. Mm -hmm. That's an earthquake. They're gone, and you can never talk to them again. That's an earthquake. You know, sometimes, you know, things like that happen, happen with people and jobs and opportunities. We miss it. So then sometimes you won't, understand what you had until the things that they were doing for you they stop they just don't do it so now here's the thing about it grant is and this is this is kind of an important lesson too and i wanted to write this down sometimes and i think this is a good personal lesson for young people and you know i'm old i'm not young necessarily anymore but for for us too when you think about appreciation jesus knew who he was like you just said in john 7 right he says i know who i am mm -hmm. right so now think about this grant so how do we combat this how do we combat the not being seen here's how we combat it so grant even though there's going to be times where you're doing extraordinary or extraordinary things consistently and you're not being seen here's how you combat it if grant knows how to see grant then that's all that matters because god sees you yeah so that we know that but if grant can see grant then what if 15 people don't see you well i know who i am so here's the thing about it grant and this is something that i was taught growing up from my parents there's only one version of you out there so grant and we talked about this as we were in the store looking for looking for <laughs> looking for a chair yeah but we talked about this in the store it's like there could be somebody out there, Grant, that does exactly what you do. There could be somebody out there with three sisters like you. Mm 
There could be somebody out there that does the same job that you do, but they don't do it like Grant does. And you have to have that confidence in that. They don't take care of their sisters like Grant does. So they may, they may have your exact same life, but they don't do it like Grant does. So you got to have a confidence. And that's why in Matthew and in, in John seven, that's why Jesus said, you don't know who I am, but I do. So this is how we combat not being seen is even though other people don't see you, if you can see yourself, God automatically sees you. So now you, and it's not, and I don't want to say that this is arrogant. This is an internal confidence that you have. So now Jesus knew, even though they don't see me, what am I still going to do for them? Man, you know what I mean? I'm still going to die yeah. because I love them because I know who I am and I know my mission. And so, man, this is, I mean, it's the more you think about it, there's like eight sermons in here. Yeah. I mean, but the concept is just unbelievable. It's unbelievable, man. So, I mean, did you have something else on, on that on for number three? Um, I think you pretty much covered what we had there. Um, another thought just that, you know, the impact Jesus left with the disciples, especially Peter mm. having just denied Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, the rooster crowed the third time. Mm. He's denied him. Jesus is alone. It's his darkest hour on the cross. He's dying for man. And you know, Peter, you know, Ooh. realizes that he took Jesus for granted a little bit there mm. um, a few times and not knowing, like we looked at earlier, what Jesus was here for, rebuking him for needing to go to Jerusalem to die for man. So, Ooh. Okay. Now let's take it here. <laughs> this is what we this is what we do in class. We're like, Grant says something or somebody says something. Okay, wait, let's take it here. So now think about this. So Peter took Jesus for granted. So remember the last image in scripture that we have of Jesus seeing Peter alive is when they locked eyes and he said, I know what you did. Yeah. And then he went off and started crying and he wept bitterly. That's the last time Peter saw Jesus alive. Mm -hmm. So now think about it from his his perspective. He's gone. You know, like he's gone. And so now think about the power of that sermon in Acts 2 now. Who preached that? Peter. <laughs> the person who took him for granted? Yeah. So now think about the power of that sermon. I know what it feels like to have the most extraordinary man next to my side, and I took him for granted. And we killed him. Notice he always put we in there. Mm. We killed him. So now everybody's confused. So now what's the question that they ask in Acts chapter 2? <laughs> what must we do to be saved? What are we going to do? So what can we do? Repent and be baptized. Mm -hmm. So now as we close this grant, there may be people that are listening that you may have taking good people for granted. And if so, learn to see those things before the earthquake happens in your life because it's coming. But two, maybe you have been just like Peter was where you've taken Jesus for granted in your life. And just from personal experience and from reading the Bible and from seeing other people's experiences, I would rather for you to see Jesus now before a personal earthquake hits your life. And then you'll be forced to be like, oh, wait a second, something's off here. Because that personal earthquake, it's it can be difficult at times. So maybe you've missed them, like Grant said, 
maybe you've missed him. So now maybe it's time for you to start opening your eyes to ask the same question they asked in Acts chapter two. Man, what do I need to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what do I need to do? And so, ooh, that's a sermon there too. Grant got another one. He's got another one. So, I mean, this is, I mean, this topic of um, the only way that you can really be seen is when you can't. Jesus knows exactly what it feels like to embody what we're talking about. So understand that if you're in that position, understand, to be honest, you're in good company. (laughs) If you're not being seen right now, and if you're not being appreciated, you're in great company because Jesus knows what it feels like to be like that. And specifically in Isaiah 53, did you notice in that text, it says he was acquainted with grief. Mm -hmm. So when you're acquainted with something, it's like you're pretty well known of that thing. Yeah. So he was acquainted. Like that's a part of his life. But man of sorrows. Ooh, right. The man of sorrows, right? So I mean, just think about I mean, the more you study about Jesus, man, it's it's just I don't know. It's it's hard to put into words, but the more we study about him, the more he really he's really humanized and the more you can really start to understand like he knows every facet of what it's like to be me yeah. or and to be you. He yeah. like he knows. So why not just serve him? You know what I mean? Like why not just why not just give up my life for him? So man, that was ooh, that got deep real quick. That was, yeah. was a great podcast, man. Like, I appreciate Grant being on and appreciate what he's doing and growing and as we're growing and studying here together. Um I'm thankful for this opportunity I have to to be with you guys. I'm glad to be back recording. Um so obviously I think a studio is being built. Um, so the, the scenery, Lord willing, hopefully will change pretty soon, but this will work for now. Um, thankful for you guys and, and being back here on the podcast and uh, thankful for the opportunity we have to study and grow. So Lord willing, if we don't have another random one come up this week, um, Lord willing, we'll have another podcast on Monday. Um, so I appreciate you guys and we'll see you guys then. Thanks, guys.